Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review Morning Briefing for Monday, the 30th of January. I'm Derek Clark, and I'm joined this morning by a full team. First of all, Joshua Barry. How are you doing, Joshua? Yeah, good, Derek. Lots to lots to discuss. Obviously, the Raskin uh, move seems to be accelerating this morning. So, um, yeah, looking forward to chatting about it. Certainly is. And Stevie Clifford also joins us. How are you getting on, Stevie? Yeah, good morning, mate. Um, good morning, Joshua. Good morning, everyone. They're asking news, as Joshua says, is is uh, hopefully heading in the right direction now, and it's pretty exciting. So, um, looking forward to discussing it this morning. Nice to have some positive news. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We are hoping, folks, to have uh, the Belgian uh, football transfer expert, Sasha uh, Tavolieri, on at some point as well today to give us an update on Nicholas Raskin. Uh, he said he should be able to come on at some point, so uh, fingers crossed, uh, and we'll bring him in uh, as soon as possible. Before we talk all things Rangers, uh, you know the drill by now. Well, first of all, uh, just a reminder of our tremendous offer we've got on the website, just one pound for four months worth of content, or you can take advantage of our annual subscription, which has been slashed by 45% from £34.99 to just £19 for the entire year. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And our podcast sponsor, as you know, is the Seneca Hair Restoration Group. They are the number one hair transplant corporation in Europe due to its elite hair restoration services and innovation techniques. They are the number one uh, folks to go to if you're looking to reinvigorate at the top of your dome. And all the the links to their social media channels and website is in the description box, folks. So so do go check them out. Right, um, there's only one thing to talk about at the moment. Um, We'll discuss a number of things uh, over the weekend, uh, namely the, the, the victory over St. Johnston. However... The Nicholas Raskin deal seems to be moving ever closer, Joshua. Apparently, it's all done. Rangers have reached an agreement with Standard Liège, who were holding out uh, for a, a transfer fee. They wanted to, to bring in, recoup a, a bit of money for him. He is out of contract in the summer, of course, but Rangers' uh, negotiations uh, have uh, finally landed the Belgian midfielder, the 24-year-old, uh, sorry, 21-year-old, will follow Todd Cantwell in at Rangers. Uh, there's a lot of um, jibiety at the moment with regards to the actual fee. Two million euros is is, is being quoted by Belgian football journalists, uh, Joshua. Uh, hopefully Sasha can, can put his right as, as well if he comes on uh, later on. And a 20% sell-on fee. What's your, your feeling uh, towards the, the, the Raskin deal? It looks to be uh, all but done now. Yeah, um, if, if it is done then, I think it'll be a huge signing, Derek. It has um, kind of dominated the January window, um, or certainly the second part, ever since Michael Beale said he wasn't going to talk about uh, Nicholas Raskin and then um, and did talk about him a bit. And I, I think ever since then, people have taken a little bit more interest in what type of player he is. We've got a scout report on the website today, which is in the, the comments in the description. Really exciting players, Eric. Who I, I, and I think he's the type of player that Rangers have needed, midfielder with personality who's young, um, who, who can break lines. Again, all this is included in the scout report. But And, and Sasha said this in, in your um, your interview with him, Derek, but he just always goes forwards. Um, and, and sometimes he loses the ball because of that. But I think you'd rather have, you'd rather maybe 
I presume coach a player to play the odd safe pass. It's easier to do that than to coach a player to, to take risks. And Rangers don't have a player like that in the midfield. So if the deal gets over the line, then I think it's a really important signing. And, and again, like Cantwell, it fits a description of a player who can come in and be a starter and, and be a big player for Rangers for a, a few years, but also in the future possibly return a, a big fee. So um, yeah, if it does go through, Derek, I think it's a really exciting deal. Stevie, uh, there's a lot of excitement uh, amongst the, the majority of Rangers fans from, from what I can see on, on social media. There are some who are questioning why the club are splashing out this uh, amount of cash on someone that they can get pick up for free in the summer. Um, do you share that? That sort of uh, sh share those views. I'm going to try and be positive on this one. Um, for a for somebody of of Raskin's talents, I think in an open market you would be paying over ten million pounds for. So yes, it might seem like a wee bit of money at this point with only six months left. But you know, if we were selling Alfredo Morelos or Ryan Kent at this moment, I think we'd be looking for the exact same type of deal. So I don't think it's a bad deal. I think that when you're paying for that type of quality, which we think he is which he's got, as, as Joshua discussed, he's got the age profile, he's got the, the ability profile. So, if, if you know, let's get him in now, let's get him settled, let's get him acclimatised to us so that he has a six-month head start ahead of next season. And, you know, there's obviously still a lot to play for at this point, Derek, so you get that quality in, he can help us not only in that, but he, more importantly, probably league-wise and things, he can be ready for next season with them can't well and it and it also means Derek that you know the manager spoke about doing he wanted a number nine he wanted a goalkeeper he wanted a centre half and things so if we get some of this business done right now like we're looking to do Cantwell already in Raskin arriving I've got no problem with paying you know a couple of million euros for him so obviously looking to get that um, confirmed because some of the reports have been, and Michael Beale did say that some of the, the, the fees were, were not accurate. So, yeah, I'm not going to get overexcited or too hung up on it. I am just really looking forward to this uh, this lad arriving. I really think, you know, as Joshua said, and these guys are the experts, Joshua's going to know, and Sasha, you know, the, the profile that they give you, this boy's going to be really good. So, it's an exciting signing for me. And, um, yeah, Derek, a Rangers review for Stevie's happy on a Monday morning. So, um, yeah, it's really good news for me. Yeah, fantastic. Joshua, you, you've put the, the, a link into a, a brilliant piece you did on the website. Uh, do go check it out, folks. It, it's, it's a scouting piece on Nicholas Raskin, what we can expect to see uh, of him in a Rangers jersey. Do you think, well, you're going to speak to Michael Wheel a little later on, Joshua. Um, is, is, it, is it too ambitious to think we might see him on Wednesday night? <laughs> maybe maybe a bit, I don't know. I mean, just on the topic, Derek, of um, the fee, if Rangers, obviously we don't know that this, this fee is, is definitely done because the old saying that you don't know it's done until uh, Raskin or anyone else is holding the scarf. Um, if the deal wasn't to get done, then I, I think maybe people criticising would say the opposite thing, that Rangers should have just paid the money. So I, I totally agree with Stevie. If it's a case of paying that money to get him in now, Rangers will recoup far more than that in, in, in value for what he'll offer. Um, just looking at the scout report now, Derek, which, as you say, is on the website, and if you look at his, his radar, the things that really uh, stand out is his expected goals assisted, which I'll break down for anyone who 
um, shudders at the the expected goals, the mention of expected goals. Uh, Michael Beals, to be fair, even said he didn't like it in a recent press conference uh, that much. So they're, they're not alone in it. Um, but it's basically direct chance creation, um, creating shots for teammates uh, effectively. Uh, Raskins is, is 0.2 this season. Uh, if you compare that to John Lundstrom, 0.03, and, and Glenn Kamara, 0.08. He's much more likely to correct, uh, create direct chances for his teammates. And often that comes because he'll drive through the middle of the pitch. He's hard to get past because he's got this low centre of gravity. You'll see when he when he wins the ball back off and he, he waits a little bit, then sprints in based on the his opponent's first touch. And because he has that real physicality and for the same reasons as he's difficult to get past, he's quite often to, uh, difficult to, to shift off the ball as well. And it's really common, Derek, to see him make runs beyond the midfield, not always just sit beyond, uh, sit back, sorry, and, and try and circulate the ball. Um, so, so I, as mentioned a second ago, I think there'll be an element of he'll need to mature on the ball at, at points and, and learn that sometimes he needs to keep it. But Rangers need a risk taker in the middle of, of the park. I think they need someone who can can carry them up the pitch. Um, I think Beal said in a recent press conference, maybe in his last one, Derek, that the kind of box-to-box midfield profile is, is what he wanted. And and we know, everyone knows from, from watching, especially Stephen Davis a few seasons ago, what you need is a deep-line midfielder, I think, um, in, in the Scottish Premiership when you're playing for, for a club like Rangers. You need to be able to contribute to the attack. Um, and, and Raskin certainly, um, in a number of ways, is able to do that. And, and is the, the way he wins the ball back, which is, again, something that Davis did, uh, did brilliantly, which is often overlooked the way he positioned himself to keep the opposition under pressure by not allowing them to counterattack. Um, Raskin's got really high stats. Again, you can see it in the pieces, 97th and 96th percentile. So some of the highest uh, tackles, possession, possession adjusted tackles and, and regains in the whole of the Belgian top flight. So really exciting uh, signing if it is, uh, is to go through, Derek. And um, yeah, you can read a lot more about him on the website. Can yeah. I just say, just on that, Derek, Joshua, that's such a important point about the, what we miss and what we need. We've all said for a long while we, we lack that dig and we lack the ability to to tackle and win the ball back and then play it off quickly. The profile that, that Nicholas Raskin's got ticks all the boxes mm. for what we actually need and, and what we've been discussing since 2019. In fairness, mm. Stephen um, Gerrard said that the midfield needed an upgrade then and they've been watching this boy for a long time. He, he has been on the radar of Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale, even before the transition of, of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and then back to where we are now. So this for me, and, and listening to Joshua with the, the stats and things there, that's, um, it's really exciting. And he is, for me, the, the exact type of profile that um, we've been looking for and we're needing. So this is this is a really good one for me. Yeah, uh, and uh, this is a comment Andrew Ferguson says uh, Raskin is the next Barry. Well, similar, was, uh, similar profile, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, similar profile, but I think he's got, he's got a way to go to be, uh, if he's half as good as Barry Ferguson was for Rangers, then I think we're on to a winner. Um, lots of uh, other comments coming in. Let's touch on uh, some of the big talking points from the weekend. Uh, first of all, <laughs> Incremental Assassin says it. I was half expecting to see Derek still working his way through his courses in the Blue Sky Lounge this morning uh yeah just what a to, life Derek what a life yeah uh yeah I was I was very fortunate to be uh, up there prior to the game on Saturday uh and they've decked it out tremendously well 
It was mobbed. Uh, they're so busy on non-match days uh, as well, but there was uh, 330 people around that in there uh, on Saturday. Uh, the food was uh, absolutely sensational, um, and, and you really looked after there. So Rangers have done a cracking job uh, sorting all that out. Uh, and, yes, it's, it's a real money spinner for the club. Um, so, yeah, fantastic experience. If you get the chance to go, folks, um, then I'd urge you to do so because, uh, yeah, a good time was had by all. Uh, especially especially me, that's for sure, Stevie. You're chuckling away there at the bottom. <laughs> you couldn't wipe the smell off my face when I came back uh, over to the, the, the press <clears throat> gantry uh, to cover the game. I was actually... The, the, you're in there, obviously, for the whole game, but unfortunately, uh, I was uh, on, on work duty, so I had to hot-foot it over to the... Uh, the Bill Struff stand to do uh, uh, to do my work, but um, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and comments coming in with regards to the actual game itself: uh, a two 0 win over St Johnston. Not the, not the greatest uh, of matches. There were a couple of uh, big talking points, of course. James Tavernier uh, netting a first half penalty. Glenn Kamara uh, adding the second in the second half. Uh, Michael Beale did. Uh, say he was, uh, he did want more goals in that second half. I think Rangers sort of settled at two 0 But George A says, uh, "Good morning, everyone from Colne in Lancashire. It was great to be at Ibrox on Saturday to see our new signing Cantwell. That's what I wanted to uh, ask you boys about. Uh, Todd Cantwell coming in for his debut. He started the game. I was delighted to see him start. I've got to admit, uh, and I thought he did well, Joshua." Uh, Maybe not spectacular. He faded understandably as the match wore on, um, but I think that'll do him the world of good. Uh, and by all accounts, Stevie and myself I had a, uh, seen him in, in the post-match press conference as well, and he was he was beaming. Uh, he said he had goosebumps uh, walking out at Ibrooks, but uh, I thought it was a very solid debut from him. Yeah, I mean, you can also read about uh, this on the website. Derek got a long piece looking at um, Raskin's debut. <clears throat> Pardon me, how he kind of fits into that Beal mould of. Um, playing with flexibility and, and variety and, and the new ideas that the manager referenced when he came back. My, my What I think that is, is specifically the freedom he's given to these attacking players even more than before. <clears throat> I think it, it is so unpredictable and that makes it really difficult for opponents to defend because they don't know where any given player is going to pop up. Um, we've got the pass maps and everything from the game in there, which shows the type of areas that Cantwell and, and Kent were picking the ball up in. I think the the biggest compliment you could offer Cantwell is in, in ways of, of putting the piece. It didn't feel like a debut. And as you say, Derek, that's not to say that his performance was perfect, that, that physically he looked right up to it or he scored two goals or, or whatever, but more so that he looked so comfortable playing in that position and that free role, taking the ball under pressure, linking up with teammates. I thought him and Tillman, who just continues to be uh, just such a good footballer, um, had some nice uh, link-up moments in that first half, Cantwell and Kent as well. And, and Beal said Rangers didn't really reward themselves. And, and I think that's true. I think if they had an extra goal scorer in that team, and that's obviously the trade-off for playing Kent and Cantwell, um, then it's a, a more comfortable first half. Morelos obviously has, I think it was six shots he had and without finding the back of the net. Um, but also, I thought he was really important for that second goal. The Rangers tried to, to play into him something like almost 50 times in that game, which just shows you how much of an option he is when he plays in that central striking role. But I, I thought a good start for Cantwell. You can see what he's going to bring and you can see that he is perfectly suited to this type of football, getting lots of touches on the ball and driving forwards with it and, and always creating an extra man around the ball, which he's seen perfectly for the, the second goal, even if uh, Rangers did have an extra man by that point. Yeah. What do you make of Cantwell's uh, debut, Stevie? Uh, I thought he was good, showed, showed nice flashes uh, at times, linked play up well. Obviously, he started over on that right-hand side, but he was given that licence to, to roam at points. Um, 
and I thought he could, he could be pretty satisfied with his debut. Um, the question now, though, is um, does he start on Wednesday night? I, I would be inclined to bring Sakala in, but what did you make his debut on Saturday? Before we talk about Todd Cantwell, I can't stop laughing at a memory of Saturday, Derek, when you were up in the gantry. And it came in on the second half that um, Aberdeen were getting beat 4-0. <laughs> and it was myself, David, Adam, Johnny, and then and then Derek. And, and Johnny started going on about how he thinks Jim Goodwin is a good manager, and this has been unfortunate. So I can see past Johnny, and Derek's in the background like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very, very uh, amusing for me. Johnny. So, um, Johnny was on his um, on his defensive for for Jim Goodwin, but it, it was very amusing, and it was just somebody <laughs> that had a wee tipple in the afternoon telling us it was it was quite amusing. So, on to Todd Cantwell, Derek. Um, I thought he was good. I thought he looked very comfortable, um, and it was like we discussed last week when I thought that he would play a lot of second passes and a lot of maybe not be the star man as such, like he would be the one that would set up your Kents for the assists or, or your goals or whatever. And he'd done exactly that for the second goal on, on Saturday, which I thought very progressive pass, zipped into Alfredo. He just needs to flick it and he done that and Kamara gets beyond. So it was the exact type of performance that I thought we might get from him. And he was enthusiastic. He picked up some good um, some good positions. And he battled. This was something I asked him in the game afterwards. He he put his foot in quite a bit and he battled, which is maybe another side of, of what we don't or maybe didn't expect from him. And he actually said in his post-match presser um, that he, he is not that type of player. He's not a, a kind of flamboyant, lazy player. He does always work extremely hard for the shirt. So maybe we've got a, a or maybe it's just me, maybe there's a, a preconceived perception of what he's like and, and he doesn't he certainly didn't look like it on on Saturday he puts his, his boot in he's he, he certainly does a shift so what was great about it Derek as well as you know how excited and how happy he was in the presser afterwards he just looked absolutely beaming yeah. to be playing he looked like he loved the whole experience <clears throat> he looked like he was just delighted to get 60 minutes in a place where he was going to be um, allowed to flourish and, and allowed that free role to go and create and he just looked really happy with it. So it was a good presser. It was good to see him. It was a good 60 minutes. I thought it was a good decision to play him and get him some time in the legs. Does he start on Wednesday? It's a different type of game. You know, last week, Michael Beale talked about maybe even playing two up for, for Wednesday night with Antonio and Alfredo. So whether he's keeping us guessing or keeping Hearts guessing as well is, is, is quite possible. But it's certainly an option now. I think Todd Cantwell's done enough in his in his opening sort of cameo debut to to say that I am available and I can get more game time, but yeah, as as a first glimpse of him, and it only was a glimpse, but as a first glimpse of him for sixty minutes, I was really happy with what he offered and really delighted for him personally because he looked just so so happy and so um, excited to have found a place like Rangers and Ibrox and to be back playing. He spoke really well about Ibrox as well, so delighted for him and hopefully. It's just a small part of what we can see. He even said that there, didn't he? He said that this was yeah, only yeah. a slight percentage of what he can bring and what he can give. So, no, very positive, um, very positive um, performance and from Cantwell. And um, when he went off, incidentally, Derek, I think the whole thing kind of dipped down a wee bit. So that might tell you a wee bit about it, but I'm looking forward to seeing more.
Yeah, that's echoed by uh, Aldo. He gets in touch. Good comment here. A good debut for TC on Saturday. Seeing flashes, uh, flashes what he should offer going forward. This movement at times to create space was really good to watch. Yeah, totally agree, Aldo. Uh, a, a nice comment coming in here from World's Greatest DJ, uh, a.k.a. Ian, who I met uh, and when I was doing a little tour of the new Edmondson house. It was great to speak to you, uh, Ian, as well. Uh, fantastic, actually, to bump into a good number uh, of Rangers Review supporters uh, on Saturday. Um, uh, many of them travelling from far afield. There was a father and son who travelled from the father from Thurzo and the son from Essex, no less, which just shows you the, the, the pool of this uh, fantastic club. But um, yeah, great to speak to each and every one of you uh, on Saturday. Um, let's get to a few more of the comments that are coming in. This one I wanted to touch on, Joshua, because it ties in with a, a great piece you did, a great interview with Yanis Hadji uh, prior to the match on Saturday. Do go and check it out, folks. It's a fantastic interview. Um, B. Blair says, Hadji looked fit and strong. He's like a new signing, as the old cliche goes. Um, I thought he was good when he came on. Showed again, a bit like Cantwell, but it just shows you what uh, what he's, he's a quality player. There's no denying it. He sent a, a fantastic corner in actually in the second half, but unfortunately there was no takers. Um, but that aside, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. I think Michael Beale did touch on uh, him coming on on Saturday, and and it's all about sort of integrating him in slowly because he has been out for so long. Um, but it's great to see him back in the match day squad, Joshua. Yeah, fantastic to see him back um, a year and a month, sorry, a year and a week since that injury against uh, Sterling Albion. Um, Beal said after the game that he's still a few weeks away from from being ready to start and play 90 minutes, but they had this date in mind. And, and when I spoke to, to, to him um, a, a little while ago before he was back on the pitch, he had this date in mind, and I don't think uh, I don't think he was budging on that. He was working hard to to get back um, onto the pitch against St. Johnson at the weekend. Um, yeah, the link to the, to the interviews in the description. Really interesting. He's a really engaging character. Um, really um, generous with his time as well. So it was great to just um, you know often with with footballers, Derek, you don't really get much time to actually no. interview them uh, beyond the basics of what they thought about the first half. So to actually get a bit of detail on how Hadji spent his time away from the pitch, some of the stories behind his move initially to Ibrox with his dad and and, and why his dad was was so set on him going to, to Rangers from the start. Um, some nice details on that game against Braga and the stories behind that. Um, 55 season, the road to Seville. Again, lots of details of what it was like for him, the difficult parts of his injury and and how he he, uh, he chose to learn another language. I think he's now a speaker of, of six languages as well, is really trying to improve his football knowledge off the pitch. So, yeah, it was a pleasure to to speak to him and interview him. Hopefully, um, that's reflected in the piece and, and it's on the website. I'll stick it in the, the comment section as well and in the, the description. Brilliant. It's actually brilliant. Um, Joshua, great work. I said that at the time. Um, you had messaged me to say, you know, go and have a look at it. That's it. But I'd already read it and it's fantastic. So, I would thoroughly recommend people go and give it a wee peek. It's a, a really good piece. And I know how hard Joshua worked on it and how excited he was to, to go and meet Yanis as well. So, no, great piece and thoroughly well worth going and having a peek, folks. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, let's get a few more of the comments coming in. I love stories like this. Elvis Brown says, uh, good morning, lads. Happy with Raskin coming in. We took too many buses from Liverpool for the game on Saturday. We are Merseyside, uh, orange and blue. Absolutely uh, super. Uh, and uh, this is an interesting one. One of the other talking points from the game, uh, uh, and as, as soon as it happened, Stevie, I was thinking this is back page headlines for the next four days. 
it's rather tiresome for me, I've got to admit. But uh, Dave Fulton says, uh, unpopular opinion, but I thought Jack was lucky to stay on the park. His and Clark's card should have been both yellow or both red. This is my point before I ask you, Stevie. Uh, I thought, uh, and this is not with the, the blue-tinted specs on um, Willie Collum, I thought, ha had a, a, a good game on Saturday, I've got to say. Nicky Clark won uh, justified uh, uh, red card. I don't think you can have too many complaints. Uh, the Ryan Jack one, I thought, was the yellow. Uh, and Willie Collum, to his credit, did go and check the monitor. When, when, as soon as you see uh, the referee heading over to the monitor, you think uh, maybe uh, there's uh, merit in it being a red. But fair credit to, to Willie Collum. He stuck to his guns and he showed the, the yellow card and I thought those were the two correct calls. Uh, the penalty is harsh. as what the handball is at the moment. I thought it was, it was pretty harsh, but the rules are rules, I guess. But uh, what do you make of this point from Dave Fulton, Stevie? For me, the referee got it bang on, but what was what was your take on it? I haven't seen the, the replays properly, Derek. Certainly not of the of the penalty incident. So what I would say is that it looked to me in, in the gantry like it definitely struck his hand. But I've not seen a replay to see you know, where his hand was or anything like that. I said at the time, Derek, if you remember that, I thought that it was a, a clear penalty kick or I thought certainly that it hit his hand for a penalty kick. So I would trust that, um, you know, if they checked it on VAR and things, we would we would get the right decision. As for the red cards, I said at the time, Nicky Clark, I thought it was clumsy, but he goes over the ball. It's a yeah. straight leg with the studs showing and the height that he hits Ryan Jack, and we've spoken about this before, endangering an opponent, when you hit him at that height, he's out of control. Now, people say that he maybe had a wee tug and things from Ben Davis. I don't think that Davis did tug him. I think he's close to him and pressurising him. But Clark, I, th I don't think it's... You know, I don't think it's overly aggressive. I just think it's clumsy. But if you see the actual video, it goes over the ball studs flat onto Ryan Jack, just under his knee, and I think that it's a correct decision. Now, I know that everybody will look at it and say this and that, but from a, an official point of view, as official as in the, the, the guidelines, the laws of the game, then I think that's spot on. Ryan Jack's one, Ryan Jack's one for me, and this might be controversial or not, is just below a red card. And the only reason it's just below a red card and incidentally, another referee might have produced the red card. I think it's that close. When you go in with a straight leg like that, showing your studs again, and you catch a player forcefully like he done, I think he's really lucky. The only thing that I think stops it being a red card is because he's not off the ground and the contact is as low as it possibly can be, which is basically the foot ankle. But yeah. I think it's extremely close, Derek. And I would also say that if that had happened to us and if it had been one of our players, I think quite rightly maybe we'd all be calling for red. So I think it's a really close decision. I think that it could have been given and I still watch it and there's parts of me that thinks, you know, that, that how close it was. So I'm not certain that Willie Collum got that right. I'm not saying he's not but I'm just saying it's such a close decision for me. The only thing that stops it is the height, and I yeah. think that's one of the ones. And, and what Will says there, one of those orange card moments, mm. I think that's right. It's right in between. I think if he gets sent off, he can have no complaints. And he did kind of lose 
he kind of lost his composure a wee bit. It was a bad challenge from his point of view. He's obviously got a really nasty gash, Michael Beale was saying, it underneath his knee, etc. Understand all that. But we need to, he needs to possibly be a wee bit more guarded. And, and what people are saying, that's what I'm trying to say, it is low and that's what stops it being a red. But when you're that straight-legged and you're going in at force like he did, it could have been. So I do think if it was any any higher, then he would have went. And I think it was just the, the angle and, and the fact that he wasn't high that, that keeps him on. But yeah, um, two certainly big moments. Out of nothing, Derek, as well. It was a game that Rangers were um, completely in control of and creating chances. Alfredo Morelos could have had a hat-trick in the first 20 minutes. Incidentally, yeah. I thought he was very good on Saturday. I've, I've read a lot of people saying about comments about his performance. I thought Alfredo Morelos was excellent in terms of holding up all-round play, bringing people in. He had another assist. So that's nine goal involvements for him, which is the highest since Michael Beale took over. Um, see, I've been listening to Joshua too much. But um, <laughs> nine altogether. And I thought he was really good. And again, when he went off, the difference between when he was playing and when he went off is <clears throat> now... His finishing isn't quite there. I get that. I completely understand. And people will say that's the biggest. Of course it is. I understand that for a number nine. It's the most important. But his all-round influence and all-round play was very promising. And I think there's just little signs that his all-round game is beginning to pick right up and he's beginning to, to go. So um, on in terms of those moments, they came completely out of out of left field and uh, and it really broke up, I think, that the first half as well. There was a good maybe 10 minutes left plus six minutes injury time or whatever when that happened. So um, big moments. Nicky Clark won for me. Penalty for me looked to be spot on. Ryan Jack won. I, I still think that that's right borderline. So he's went yellow. Fair enough for him because of the height, I would imagine. But it's still a, a very close one, Derek. So I appreciate that might be controversial and people will be like oh how can you say but it's just my own opinion that i think that it was really close yeah the comments seem to be sort of 50 50 on on whether ryan jack deserved to be sent off there's no doubt about it there's no need to make a challenge at that area of the pitch really when he went in at that force but i think colin did get it right in the end curry muncher though uh taking issue when we say colin had a decent game he says how can Dale say colin had a good game he gave a fill against morelos when two st johnson players tackled each other listen in the willie Collum scale of refereeing i thought he's, he's had much worse games than he did uh, on Saturday, I thought I thought he got the big calls right, um, and, and and that's where I am with with regards to that. I've went on record saying that, pff, that, 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 that the officials in this country should be full time in the top flight uh, of of uh, of the game here. There's no reason why they they shouldn't be, um, but at the moment, this moment in time. Uh, I think we just have to, to live with uh, the officials that we have, unfortunately. Um, but in, in the end, I think uh, we weren't talking about uh, the referee when we're leaving Ibrox uh, on Saturday. Other people would have been, uh, but for me, it was all about uh, another Rangers win under Michael Beal, <laughs> Joshua. And one of the other big uh, talking points from that game is uh, Malik Tillman again impressing. Uh, you done a bit of an analysis on him yesterday. Fraser Connell says Tillmania. Uh, it was his tracking back and his defensive duties that, that, that have been catching the eye of late. Uh, this whole Malik Tillman uh, is lazy. Uh, you don't seem to hear as much anymore, do you? His work rate is certainly improving. 
Yeah, we wrote a piece. I, I don't know when the date is. I'll try and find it. But um, even before Beal was there, and I think he was still learning, I think it was more difficult defensive system maybe off the ball because often it was man for man and he was still learning that. But he still had by far the most pressures in the team per 90, which doesn't, that's not definitive, but it's quite a good indicator that um, he is working hard. He's so good, Derek. 20 years old, there's not been a better player in the squad this season. I don't understand the argument that you shouldn't buy him or I, I, I just, I, I don't think you're going to get a better player um, for for that money. Um, so if anyone thinks that they still, Rangers still shouldn't buy Tillman, um, obviously they aren't, they, I, there might be some good arguments against it. Um, I think you'll make a lot of money on him in the future as well, but you're right. I think it was four attacks. He started by winning the ball back high at the park, Derek, in the first half uh, alone playing in that slightly deeper role on the right. We thought he linked really well with Cantwell. It's just so good. And and again, this is still the first six months of professional football he's played. I think next season, yeah. um, if Rangers are able to keep him, you'll see a player who's far improved from the one who came in at the start of this season and still was then able to make a big impact. So I thought he, he's he been fantastic. And, and Glenn Kamara as well, I thought that was his best performance in a long time. Yep. Um, interesting to see him running beyond kind of early on in the game. There was that moment where Cantwell almost found him um, I think he played on his right foot when he maybe could have taken it on his left uh, and then that play, pays off for, for the second goal as well but Kamara plays through the lines to, to Morelos it was more reminiscent of that pass he played against was that, was Antwerp when he played that pass um, at home in that 5-3 win or 5-2 win um, through the lines and Morelos it's Kent's goal where Morelos takes it in and Morelos yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, looks as quick as, as he ever did in, in a Rangers shirt um, so I, I thought to have those two players on, on top form. Again, Rangers didn't really reward themselves, I thought, overall in that performance. They should have had a few more goals and then the conversation, the tone of the conversation is a lot different. But but Tillman's been fantastic. Again, I think he's been the best player in an admittedly poor season for Rangers. Um, and yeah, you've, you've got to sign them. There's no no discussion about it for me. Yeah, Just on that as well, Derek, sorry, just people yeah. saying, you know, about what Josh was saying about his pressures and and picking up the ball in that and, and maybe a different side of his game. That's all evident and true. He still had two fantastic through balls on Saturday as well, which could have yeah. been and probably should have been assists. One for Alfredo in the first half, the second half, Ryan Kent, which was a fairly fantastic save, to be fair, just before we scored our second goal. So it wasn't that he played you know, um, a, a different role as such. I just thought that on, on Saturday, I completely agreed. I was talking to Adam and, and, and yourself about this on Saturday. It was more evident, I think, his pressures because he was playing slightly wider on the right. And I think it made it more visible, possibly, um, to people picking it up. And his performance all around was, was very good. And if you can get that work rate out of him, as well as still getting what we had from him at the other side, which, as I said, potentially could have had a couple of assists. I thought he was very good. I'll go back to what I said um He's got to be the signing we would look to make. I just think that it's a budget thing for me. If we've if we've only got so much and he's going to cost five million, then that might be problematic. But I think we should do everything possible to keep him. As Joshua says, you know, he's he's only going to get better and improve. If you're seeing a different side to his performance, and um, Joshua will be able to tell me if if his stats are, are always that high or it's it's progressively like that throughout the season so far, but if you're starting to see a different side like that, as well as everything else, then I think you're on to a real winner. And, it, you know, 
you're not going to lose money on that deal. I think that's a big thing as well. If you if you do spend the money on him, you know, you're not losing out. He's a he's a fantastic young talent. And um with the other players as well, when you start putting Raskin, Cantwell and other little pieces of the jigsaw in around them, if you're then going to get, you know, what Michael Beal says, all of a sudden that that spine of that team's looking at you know, it's looking very strong. So no I, um Joshua stats yesterday were very interesting. What I liked about it is as well is see when we discuss things at games, Derek, and you, you talk about Tillman like we did and things like that, and then you get the stats to back it up. It's quite interesting that it's mm. that it all correlates together. So no, really good. Um and I'm with I'm with Joshua there. So um really, really um, really positive performing in a different way slightly from what you might expect. Yeah, I agree with Andrew Hunter. He says, Tillman lives rent-free in my head. Uh, we need to sign him. What a class young man. Yeah, totally agree. Um, just a few more comments to come in before we wrap up today. Um, well, first of all, Heller, lo- lovely uh, comment, Heller. I signed up to the website just to read Josh's Hadji interview. Loved it. Uh, great to have you on board. That is fantastic. Uh, Denzel gets in touch. Uh, this is an interesting point. I think I'm right in saying there was no sign of Lowry on the bench on Saturday. Is this significant, uh, Joshua? I think we've touched on it before. I would be inclined to send him out on loan personally if he's only going to get um, cameos here or there. Uh, I mean, when I say on loan, I don't mean uh, Scottish Championship or whatever. I want him. I want him to be sent either down south or abroad for the next six months. Um, or I'm not entirely sure that another team in the Scottish Premiership perhaps might might be good for him. But uh, do you think that's a possibility? Will he get a look in? Do you think for the second half of the season? Well, th- that area of the pitch is only getting busier with Cantwell yeah. and Hadji coming back. Um, I don't know. I feel, in a way, Derek, we've been having this chat really since this time last year when, when Lowry initially broke through in that. It was the game that Hadji got injured, wasn't it? Um, and the, the manager spoken about it before and, and the comment that he made that always stuck with me is that Lowry needs to, to earn his place in training. He also did have an injury, I think, after the Motherwell game and missed a few games. So then it's easy to maybe read into a situation that, that isn't there. Um, but I think that's what Beal wants. I think he wants competition, again, to go back to something he said on the uh, Saturday's post-match press conference about they need to keep your shirt. Um, he's referenced turning the dial up in the building before and just trying to drive competition. Um, so I don't know if much has changed Apart from more competition, Derek, it didn't seem like Lowry was going to go out and loan earlier in the window based on what what Beal was saying. Maybe it's slightly more likely now with um, with Hadji and Cantwell back in, in the building. But I guess it's the same situation as before and Lowry will have to, to get an opportunity and, and make the most of it when he does. And to go back to what Beal's saying, I'm sure that comes into training as well because of that comment he made about having to earn his place in training. So, yeah, I don't know, don't know if there's much new um, on that. Would would be less surprised about a loan now, I guess, just because there's there's more players that have come in. But again, that didn't seem like a real possibility when Bill was speaking earlier in the transfer window. Yeah, I love this from uh, Massey seven seven two six. Says morning, guys. Just woken up at three a.m. here in Alberta. Happy to see Raskin joining. That's a uh, dedication for you. Getting up at three a.m. and sticking on the Rangers review. Love that. And Neil Spears says, uh, "Can I get a fan badge? Watch all your podcasts. Uh, if we did have them, uh, Neil." Um, We'd certainly send one out, out to you. We need to get some merch organised, I think. We've got uh, gilets. Don't we have Tim Sherwood we style do. gilets? Just me, just me and you, though, I think, Derek, have gilets. You wear yours in the dog walk. Mine's is away in the cupboard somewhere. So no, I don't have a gilet. 
Well, you, you can, well, you yes, can have I'm freezing yeah. as well at all these games and stuff, and I don't have anything. That's, I That's don't even disgrace. have a fan badge, Derek. We'll, need to sort one, we'll sort one out, Stevie. Um, That's out of order. We need to get we need to get some merch sorted. Uh, and good to speak to Mark McPhee. He says, I could have a quick chat to you on Saturday. Absolutely, Mark. Um, uh, like I said earlier, uh, fantastic to, to, to bump into so many uh, supporters of the Rangers review. It really is uh, uh, fantastic to have a chat with, with all you boys uh, outside the ground. Um, just before we go, uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, Stevie. Um, John Dooley says, uh, would Remy Matthews be a good signing for us? St. Johnston goalkeeper, uh, I know you're shaking your head there. I think this was another hot take from, from Johnny. I think we had a discussion during the game whether it, it'd be a. It'd he's be a hot, these hot takes, honestly, there. <laughs> these hot takes. Uh, for me, he's not. Listen, I think he's a decent enough goalkeeper, um, but is he any better than what Rangers have in the building at the moment? I'm not entirely sure, Stevie. What, what, what would you say? Interestingly, statistically, he's the worst goalkeeper in the league. So um, we've, I think it was Patrick Kasky maybe that put up his stat thing and, he, and they said that he was the worst. And we, we need to maybe stop doing this because what happens is players have decent games against us, especially defensively, maybe a goalkeeper where he'll play well and have a few saves and stuff like that because we pressurise so much. Now, listen, the lad did have a few decent saves, but is he better than, than what we've got? No. So... Um, no, it's um, <clears throat> all right, we'll, we'll stick to that as as one of Johnny's Johnny's suggestions. The boy Roos that that people mention, yeah, um, and spoke about the times that I've seen him, he's, he's impressed me before. But then I seen last night Aberdeen were potentially getting in another keeper. So that's the thing we don't see him, or we don't see these guys maybe out with our games. So how are they really performing is more of a kind of question for me. So no, I'm not um. I'm not overly keen on, on either of them, but I was pleased, Derek. I remember we had a, a very frank discussion about Ryan Porteous and I was I was dead against it. And I was pleased to see him go to Watford at the end of last week. So that's an um that's one that I don't need to worry about coming back and becoming a meme of me just sitting all grumpy saying that I do not want him anywhere near and then he arrives. So he's not there. I'm not sure that um that the lad Matthews is a bad goalie, but not where we want to be, I think. So yeah, and so on I, know, that, I know from me. Yeah, on that, uh, David Andrews sums it up uh, quite nicely. Says, "Oh, Jeezy peeps, man." Uh, so I think, <laughs> I think that's where we'll file the the Remy Matthews uh, to Rangers uh, uh, debate. Right, okay, folks. I think that'll do us there. Thanks to everyone. Uh, for interacting with the show as ever. It's absolutely fantastic, as always. Uh, just a reminder, um, we've got that offer on the website. Two offers you can take advantage of. You can, uh, we've got four months of content on the website for just a pound, or you can take advantage of our annual subscription, which has been slashed by 45%. So is uh, meant to be £34.99, but it is just £19 for the entire year. So go and head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe uh, to sign up. Uh, okay, folks, thanks to Joshua and Stevie as ever. Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, the press conference for the match on Wednesday against Hearts takes place uh, a little later on today. We'll have all the fallout from that on the website and our social media channels, so keep your eyes peeled uh, for that. And we'll be back again tomorrow as we look ahead to that trip to Tynecastle. Um, right, enjoy the rest of your Monday, folks, and I'll speak to you later on. Bye.